Section forty seven of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume nine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume nine, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night nine hundred and seventy nine when it was the nine hundred and seventy-ninth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when abdullah bin fazil went forth by the door of the saloon deeming abu ishak asleep the caliph's cup companion seeing this marvelled and said in himself whither wended abdullah bin fazil with that whip perhaps he is minded to punish somebody but needs must i follow him and see what he will do this night so he arose and went out after him softly very softly that he might not be seen and presently saw him open a closet and take thence a tray containing four dishes of meat and bread and a goglet of water then he went on carrying the tray and secretly followed by abu ishak till he came to another saloon and entered whilst the cup companion stood behind the door and looking through the chink saw a spacious saloon furnished with the richest furniture and having in its midst a couch of ivory plated with gold glittering sheeny to which two dogs were made fast with chains of gold then abdullah set down the tray in a corner and tucking up his sleeves loosed the first dog which began to struggle in his hands and put its muzzle to the floor as it would kiss the ground before him whining the while in a weak voice abdullah tied its paws behind its back and throwing it on the ground drew forth the whip and beat it with a painful beating and a pitiless the dog struggled but could not get free and abdullah ceased not to beat it with the same whip till it left groaning and lay without consciousness then he took it and tied it up in its place and unbinding the second dog did with him as he had done with the first after which he pulled out a kerchief and fell to wiping away their tears and comforting them saying bear me not malice for by allah this is not of my will nor is it easy to me but it may be allah will grant you relief from this strait and issue from your affliction and he prayed for the twain what while abu ishak the cup companion stood hearkening with his ears and espying with his eyes and indeed he marvelled at his case then abdullah brought the dogs a tray of food and fell to morselling them with his own hand till they had enough when he wiped their muzzles and lifting up the goglet gave them to drink after which he took up the tray goglet and candle and made for the door but abu ishak forewent him and making his way back to his couch lay down so that he saw him not neither knew that he had walked behind him and watched him then the governor replaced the tray and the goblet in the closet and returning to the saloon opened the locker and laid the whip in its place after which he doffed his clothes and lay down but abu ishak passed the rest of that night pondering this affair neither did sleep visit him for excess of wonderment and he ceased not to say in himself i wonder what can be the meaning of this nor did he leave wondering till daybreak when they arose and prayed dawn prayer then they set the breakfast before them and they ate and drank coffee after which they went out to the divan 
now abu ishak's thought was occupied with this mystery all day long but he concealed the matter and questioned not abdullah thereof next night he again followed the governor and saw him do with the two dogs as on the previous night first beating them and then making his peace with them and giving them to eat and to drink and so also he did the third night on the fourth day he brought the tribute to abu ishak who took it and departed without opening the matter to him he fared on without ceasing till he came to baghdad where he delivered the tribute to the caliph who questioned him of the cause of its delay replied he o commander of the faithful i found that the governor of bassorah had made ready the tribute and was about to dispatch it and i delayed a day it would have met me on the road but o prince of true believers i had a wondrous adventure with abdullah bin fazil never in my life saw i its like and what was it o abu ishak asked the caliph so he replied i saw such and such and brief acquainted him with that which the governor had done with the two dogs adding after such fashion i saw him do three successive nights first beating the dogs then making his peace with them and comforting them and giving them to eat and drink i watching him and he seeing me not asked the caliph didst thou question him of the cause of this and the other answered no as thy head liveth o commander of the faithful then said al-rashid o abu ishak i command thee to return to bassorah and bring me abdullah bin fazil and the two dogs quoth he o commander of the faithful excuse me from this for indeed abdullah entertained me with exceedingly hospitable entertainment and i became ware of this case with chance undesigned and acquainted thee therewith so how can i go back to him and bring him to thee verily if i return to him i shall find me no face for shame of him wherefore twere meet that thou send him another than myself with a letter under thine own hand and he shall bring him to thee him and the two dogs but quoth the caliph if i send him other than thyself peradventure he will deny the whole affair and say i've no dogs but if i send thee and thou say to him i saw them with mine own eyes he will not be able to deny that wherefore nothing will serve but that thou go and fetch him and the two dogs otherwise i will surely slay thee and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of night nine hundred and seventy nine night nine hundred and eighty when it was the nine hundred and eightieth night she continued it had reached me o auspicious king that the caliph harun al-rashid said to abu ishak nothing will serve but that thou go and fetch him and the two dogs otherwise i will surely slay thee abu ishak replied hearing and obeying o commander of the faithful allah is our aidance and good is the agent he spake sooth who said man's wrong is from the tongue and tis i who sinned against myself in telling thee but write me a royal rescript and i will go to him and bring him back to thee so the caliph gave him an autograph and he took it and repaired to bassorah seeing him come in the governor said allah forfend us from the mischief of thy return o abu ishak how cometh it i see thee return in haste peradventure the tribute is deficient and the caliph will not accept it answered abu ishak 
o emir abdullah my return is not on account of the deficiency of the tribute for tis full measure and the caliph accepteth it but i hope that thou wilt excuse me for that i have failed in my duty as thy guest and indeed this lapse of mine was decreed of allah almighty abdullah inquired and what may be the lapse and he replied know that when i was with thee i followed thee three following nights and saw thee rise at midnight and beat the dogs and return whereat i marvelled but was ashamed to question thee thereof when i came back to baghdad i told the caliph of thine affair casually and without design whereupon he charged me to return to thee and here is a letter under his hand had i known that the affair would lead to this i had not told him but destiny foreordained thus and he went on to excuse himself to him whereupon said abdullah since thou hast told him this i will bear out thy report with him lest he deem thee a liar for thou art my friend were it other than thou i had denied the affair and given him the lie but now i will go with thee and carry the two dogs with me though this be to me ruin rife and the ending of my term of life rejoined the other allah will veil thee even as thou hast veiled my face with the caliph then abdullah took a present beseeming the commander of the faithful and mounting the dogs with him each on a camel bound with chains of gold journeyed with abu ishaq to baghdad where he went in to the caliph and kissed ground before him he deigned bid him sit so he sat down and brought the two dogs before al-rashid who said to him what be these dogs o emir abdullah whereupon they fell to kissing the floor between his hands and wagging their tails and weeping as if complaining to him the caliph marvelled at this and said to the governor tell me the history of these two dogs and the reason of thy beating them and after and treating them with honour he replied o vicar of allah these be no dogs but two young men endowed with beauty and seemliness symmetry and shapeliness and they are my brothers and the sons of my father and mother asked the caliph how is it that they were men and are become dogs and he answered and thou give me leave o prince of true believers i will acquaint thee with the truth of the circumstance said al-rashid tell me and where of leasing for tis of the fashion of the hypocrites and look thou tell truth for that is the ark of safety and the mark of virtuous men rejoined abdullah know then o vice-regent of allah when i tell thee the story of these dogs they will both bear witness against me and i speak sooth they will certify it and if i lie they will give me the lie cried the caliph these are of the dogs they cannot speak nor answer so how can they testify for thee or against thee but abdullah said to them o my brothers if i speak a lying word do ye lift your heads and stare with your eyes but if i say sooth hang down your heads and lower your eyes then said he to the caliph know o commander of the faithful that we are three brothers by one mother and the same father our sire's name was fazil and he was so named because his mother bare two sons at one birth one of whom died forthright and the other twin remained alive wherefore his sire named him fazil the remainder his father brought him up and reared him well till he grew to manhood when he married him to our mother and died our mother conceived the first time and bare this my first brother 
whom our sire named mansur then she conceived again and bare this my second brother whom he named nusir after which she conceived a third time and bare me whom he named abdullah my father reared us all three till we came to man's estate when he died leaving us a house and a shop full of coloured stuffs of all kinds indian and greek and khorasani and what not besides sixty thousand dinars we washed him and buried him to the roof of his lord after which we built him a splendid monument and let pray for him prayers for the deliverance of his soul from the fire and held perlections of the koran and gave alms on his behalf till the forty days were past when i called together the merchant and nobles of the folk and made them a sumptuous entertainment as soon as they had eaten i said to them o merchants verily this world is ephemeral but the next world is eternal and extolled be the perfection of him who endureth always after his creatures have passed away know ye why i have called you together this blessed day and they answered extolled be allah sole scient of the hidden things quoth i my father died leaving much of money and i fear lest any have a claim against him for a debt or a pledge or what not else and i desire to discharge my father's obligations towards the folk so whoso hath any demand on him let him say he oweth me so and so and i will satisfy it to him that i may acquit the responsibility of my sire the merchants replied o abdullah verily the goods of this world stand not instead of those in the world to come and we are no fraudful folk but all of us know the lawful from the unlawful and fear almighty allah and abstain from devouring the substance of the orphan we know that thy father allah have mercy on him still let his money lie with the folk nor did he suffer any man's claim on him to go unquitted and we have ever heard him declare i am fearful of the people's substance he used always to say in his prayers o oh my god thou art my stay and my hope let me not die while on debt and it was of his wont that if he owed any one aught he would pay it to him without being pressed and if any owed him aught he would not dun him but would say to him at thy leisure if his debtor were poor he would release him from his liability and acquit him of responsibility and if he were not poor and died in his debt he would say allah forgive him what he owed me and we all testify that he owed no man aught quoth i may allah bless you then i turned to these my brothers and said our father owed no man aught and had left us much money and stuffs besides the house and the shop now we are three and each of us is entitled to one-third part so shall we agree to waive division and wone co-partners in our wealth and eat together and drink together or shall we apportion the stuffs and the money and take each his part said they we will divide them and take each his share then abdullah turned to the two dogs and said to them did it happen thus o my brothers and they bowed their heads and lowered their eyes as to say yes abdullah continued i called in a departitor from the kazi's court o prince of true believers and he distributed among us the money and the stuffs and all our father had left allotting the house and shop to me in exchange for a part of the coin and clothes to which i was entitled we were content with this so the house and shop fell to my share 
whilst my brothers took their portion in money and stuffs i opened the shop and stocking it with my stuffs bought others with the money apportioned to me over and above the house and shop till the place was full and i sat selling and buying as for my brothers they purchased stuffs and hiring a ship set out on a voyage to the far abodes of folk quoth i allah ate them both as for me my livelihood is ready to my hand and peace is priceless i abode thus a whole year during which time allah opened the door of fortune to me and i gained great gains till i became possessed of the like of that which our father had left us one day as i sat in my shop with two four pelisses on me one of sable and the other of maniver for it was the season of winter and the time of the excessive cold behold there came up to me my two brothers each clad in a ragged shirt and nothing more and their lips were white with cold and they were shivering when i saw them in this plight it was grievous to me and i mourned for them and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say End of night nine hundred and eighty